For many of us in the legal industry, the news back in March that today's guest contracted COVID-19 made the pandemic real on a personal level. After some two and a half weeks in the hospital, he's now on his way to a full recovery and is back working in the legal recruiting market. Well, David, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Thanks for having me, Greg. David Latt is the managing partner of Lateral Link. When you contracted COVID back in March, um, quite frankly, and, and I think you know this, but you know, for a lot of us, it wasn't real until you came out with the news that, that you had been infected. Um, and I think that was the same for a lot of people of us here in the legal industry. So before we dive in, you know, how are you doing and are you, are you back to 100% yet? I'm doing a lot better. Thanks for asking. I uh, mostly uh, resolved the medical issues, I think. Uh, I had this cough that seemed to linger forever, but it finally seems to have cleared my system. Uh, I don't have any fatigue. I don't have any uh, cognitive uh, issues. I don't have a lot of the other issues that many other COVID survivors have reported, uh, like kidney problems or blood clotting. I think my main issues right now are really just ones more of fitness. Uh, I lost a lot of muscle when I was in the hospital mm-hmm. for two and a half weeks. I lost a lot of cardiovascular capacity. So I really just need to exercise and build back up. But I don't think much of it is really medical at this point. Yeah. Well, I can tell from the last time I saw you, uh, you've got a lot more color in your face. And, and oh, your, yes. And, and your, hair, your haircut's a lot better. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. Finally, I I was able to go to the, uh, the barber uh, not long ago. Uh, I was in Massachusetts at the time, and there was limited reopening and uh, I wore a mask and uh, so did uh, she. Although, um, you know, I have antibodies now. I don't feel too nervous about either giving it or getting it from anyone. Okay, good, good. And the rest of the family doing okay? Yes, yes, they're doing well. My husband's a lawyer working remotely and our almost to three-year-old is blissfully ignorant of everything going on in the world. Good good for him. So, (laughs) you know, in your discussions with other lawyers and others here in the legal field, how well do you think we've adapted to continuing our business operations these past three months? So I have to say, uh, I have to take my hat off to the legal industry. I think that law firms and other legal employers have adapted far, far better than one might have expected uh, to this. Uh, you know, certainly you're an expert uh, in this area just in terms of law firms and technology and innovation. And, uh, you know, as we know, or as the stereotype goes, lawyers and law firms aren't always the most forward thinking or the most adaptable. But I have to say that I think they've done a really good job. Uh, They have uh, provided their lawyers and staff with technology. They've given them a lot of guidance. They've been sensitive to the safety and health concerns. Uh, So I'm really pleasantly surprised by how well things have gone. What what are you seeing as some of the things that that we've done right, and what are some of the things that you think we could we could improve upon? So uh, I I can have at least one thing in each category. Uh, I think one of the things that has been done correctly is uh, law firms understand the importance of communication in a time when we're not together in the same space. We can't just walk the halls, and so uh, law firms. I've talked to a number of law firm leaders, managing partners. Uh, they've been saying we have been trying to communicate more than ever with our lawyers, with our staff, with our clients, just because you don't have these organic uh, interactions that would normally develop when you're in the same physical space. So I think uh, communication is really, really key. One thing that I think could be done better is just understanding 
how the current working conditions uh, do affect different people differently. Uh, a number of people have family responsibilities. They might have children they need to look after at home while they're trying to work from home. They might have elder care responsibilities. They might have a family member uh, or maybe even themselves who's sick with COVID or some other illness. And so I think that legal employers just have to be sensitive to this. And I've talked to a number of uh, younger lawyers who feel that their firms have not really been as supportive in the messaging as they could be saying, look, we understand you're trying to work, but you also have kids, you have other responsibilities. Don't worry if you're not hitting your billable hours to the same degree. Uh, so I think that's one area where firms could do better, although it's not uniformly the case that they're doing badly on that. Some firms have been great on this. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious on, on the recruiting front, how, how's that going over the past three months? So there's uh, good news and bad news. I'll start with the, the bad <laughs> news. I think the bad news is there's just a lot less activity in the market. Uh, so I think uh, here at Lateral Link, the recruiting firm that I work with, we have relationships with a lot of the major law firms. We have a great pool of candidates, but there's not a lot going on right now. Um, there's still more activity in the partner space than the associate space because law firms are always looking for talented partners with good uh, portable practices. There's not as much going on in the associate space except for, say, bankruptcy. The good news is uh, firms, in terms of adapting, have really uh, taken to uh, virtual or online interviewing. Uh, I have a bunch of candidates who are interviewing right now, associates and partners, and they're being interviewed by uh, Zoom, FaceTime, Skype. So again, law firms have been very, very uh, technology forward on this. And the law firms that are actually seeing this as an opportunity to get great talent while other law firms are on the sideline are really benefiting and are able to use the technology to their advantage. Are you finding um, that, that they're overcoming the challenge of not meeting face-to-face when they're doing these discussions? Um, any, any drawbacks to having it virtual like that? So I think the biggest drawback or the biggest challenge is actually getting the uh, search uh, or the hiring, the hire across the finish line, essentially. Yeah. People are very, very happy to go right to the brink in terms of interviewing. Uh, they might interview with firm leadership. They might interview with practice group heads over Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, what have you. But, and I can understand this, especially for partners, before they bring them into their partnership, they want to see them in person. Yeah. Uh, they want to, well, I don't know if we'll shake hands after this, but they want to shake their hand or something. Uh, and so that's been the challenge. We have a lot of candidates at Lateral Link who are really right there. And I think once things reopen, we'll see a flurry of announcements but uh, they're, they're kind of stuck right at the brink. And there are also logistical things. For example, uh, some uh, partners or, or associates who can't get stuff out of their old office uh, because their office wow. is closed. Yeah, I hadn't thought so about that. So there are all sorts of weird, yeah, there are all sorts of weird little rubs. Um, and so I think that's really the challenge of this, just yeah. getting it across the finish line. Uh, I'm just picturing you bringing a bunch of dis- uh, disposable gloves so they can shake hands. <laughs> at, at, at exactly. The it, that's going to, you know what, the, the, that's going to be hard for people not to do. Yeah. And, no, it's know, true. And, and I think, uh, I think we've heard rumor that shaking hands is over. Um, yeah, so. I, a lot. Of they, the New York Times did a survey of epidemiologists, and a number of them said that even after this is over, they don't want to shake hands. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. So yeah. I, want, <laughs> I, want, I want to shift here a little bit because you know, obviously, the the big news of the year is uh, the coronavirus and and shutting down of business. But as we've noticed, you know, the uh, America can't seem to help itself uh, every every time uh, something else takes the lead. It seems like racism comes up and rears its ugly head again. So with the big event this year of the murder of George Floyd, 
the the other murders that have happened with and social uh, protest against police brutality, especially against black citizens. You know, many firm, many law firms have made a public statement against racism. Um, many of them last week made Juneteenth a paid holiday. You know, there's a lot going on. There seems to be this shift. But in your mind, is this a long-term change or is this going to fade as soon as uh, we start you know, refocusing on, you know, what's our uh, profits per partner for 2021? So maybe I'm, I'm naive, but I do think that there is a long-term change possibly afoot here. Okay. Uh, let's recall, you know, Black Lives Matter is actually several years old. I mean, dating back to Ferguson. And I didn't really feel this same universality or urgency to anything attached to it back then. Whereas now, as you were saying, pretty much every law firm is, is, has jumped on the bandwagon and has really made statements, made donations, given pro bono support, uh, told their own folks uh, uh, to recognize Juneteenth as a holiday. They've really been, been trying much, much harder. And I don't think it's just the legal profession. I think that the nation at large has been touched in a way that uh, hasn't been the case before. Uh, I'm glad that the conversation is happening now in the midst of this downturn, because in the last recession, which I covered quite closely as a writer reporter for Above the Law, the legal website I founded, minorities took the brunt of uh, the layoffs. Uh, They were disproportionately laid off. Now, at least this publicity and uh, attention to these issues is coinciding with a downturn. I think law firms are going to be a little more careful, or I hope they'll be more careful about just disproportionately visiting layoffs upon uh, minorities. Yeah, I thought uh, one of the things that was interesting, and we've talked about it before on the show, is you know, in 2008, they went almost immediately to layoffs. And here there seems to be some creativity. You know, some have four day work weeks, some have yep. furloughed that are calling them back, some did pay cuts. Um, yep. So it's not just straight. To, to lay off. So it seems, seems like we learned and, and put a few yep. more uh, uh, resources uh, to, to attack the problem. Yep. And I think I told you this, but you're going to be my last guest. Yep. So, uh, you know, we can't do any better than David Latt. <laughs> so might as well just shut it, shut it down. Right. <laughs> so let me, let me just be frank and ask you, have we learned anything from all of this? I mean, it's just, it, huh. <laughs> it, are, there, are there really any good long-lasting changes that you see? And I, I'll, I'll focus it first on the legal industry and our, and our experiences with this pandemic, but really as, as, uh, as a country, I'll, I'll just leave it with, with the U.S. Have we learned anything? I hope so, or I think so. Uh, I'll mention three things. Right. Um, kind of, I think, probably from least important to most important. <laughs> um, I think the first is we have learned uh, to work successfully on a remote basis, what we talked about just now. Uh, not just law firms, but other employers as well have learned that pe- people can be very uh, productive and efficient from their homes or from non-office settings. And this is going to help in a lot of ways. It also will, for example, help with diversity and inclusion because often the uh, employees who need greater flexibility are those who have uh, family uh, responsibilities, um, often women. So I think that's one thing. Uh, second, I think uh, lawyers, and again, I'll extend this to uh, the workforce writ large, have learned how to use more technology tools more efficiently. Uh, so for example, I have to confess, 
I did not use Zoom before this pandemic. So I'm one of the new Zoomers out there, uh, but I've picked up a couple of other uh, technologies as well, whether it's you know Google Hangouts or Skype for Business or what have you. Yeah. So I think that people are learning how to use this technology and they'll be less afraid of it when this is over. Uh, I think one of the interesting things is this is not a legal tool. But yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's been one of the things I've, I've pointed out is you don't have to have a lawyer invent something for it to be useful in the legal industry. So sorry, exactly. uh, sorry to jump yeah. in. I'll, I'll let no, you no, finish no, it's your really, point three. <laughs> it's, it's really quite true. Uh, I guess my final point is uh, I hope we have gained a greater sense of just perspective uh, from all of this. It's very easy to just be focused on cranking out your deals or your briefs. Uh, but when you have something like this, something of this sort of cosmic urgency, I think it just sort of forces you to take a step back and take stock. I think for me, sort of on a small scale, being in the hospital, being in the ICU for a week with a critical case of COVID, being on a ventilator, it just made me sort of stop and step out of the everyday and think, wow, what do I really value and what's important to me in life? And so. I hope that lawyers and I hope that Americans in general will take this opportunity to have a reckoning and to think about what really matters uh, to us as individuals and as a country. Well, David, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, and uh, I'm glad you're, you're feeling much better and I'm glad your family's doing well. Thanks so much for having me, Greg, and uh, congrats on the uh, successful podcast, which I guess will conclude. <laughs> now, now it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to David Latt for joining me today. And thanks to all of you who have listened to the miniseries over these past 68 episodes with some 75 guests and a variety of topics of the legal industry's transition to a remote work environment. I appreciate all who listened in and for everyone who shared their stories with the world. You can still reach out to me anytime on Twitter at @glambert, and you can also listen to me on the Geek and Review podcast. In Seclusion was produced by Janice Anderson. The music is from Jerry David DeSicca. Remember... We may all be in seclusion, but we're in this together. I'll see you later.